Welcome everyone to another installment of Under the Fig Tree. I'm Troy Boozer, and I have my co-host here, uh, the great <laughs> Bruce Franklin. Hello, everybody. And we have a, a very relevant uh, topic for today that we want to share um, and just kind of talk this thing out. Uh, we did a little bit of talking about it this morning, and we thought it was good enough to to share with everybody else. So, uh, Bruce, um, would you care to introduce the topic? Well, we're going to talk a little bit about um, the times that we're in and understanding that we have a comforter, that when Jesus left, or right before he left, I should say, he promised that he would send another comforter, which of course comes out of John 14. Um, and, I, and we thought it was a relevant conversation to have because of all the things that are happening um, in the United States as well as in the world right now. And I think that is accurate uh, to depict it that way. Um, several conversations that we've had with other people uh, throughout the last few months, uh, especially with the world, being in the condition that it is now, uh, we, we have made some keen observations. That's probably the best way to say it. Made some keen observations, uh, considering how people um, tend to to behave. That's probably a fair way to say it. Yes. Um, and one thing that we want to do is just continue to encourage people that uh, we do have a comforter um, and that the world may not be as bad as you think it is. Uh, and even if it is as bad as you think it is, that you have someone that you can confide in that can lead you and guide you instead of us being led by our emotions. You know, one of the promises of his 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 uh, ministry is that he would lead and guide us into all truth. Exactly right. And I think one of the things that we have been seeing is uh, a lot of people being led by emotions. You, you know, talking about John 14, uh, um, as you're talking, Troy, I'm just kind of thumbing through. And uh, it's interesting. It says in verse 13, this is, of course, Jesus speaking. And whatsoever you shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. I can remember different times in my life where, and I know this is sort of like, you know, no Christian really wants to ever admit that they were afraid they didn't have it together. But I can remember some tough times when I, I wasn't sure what to do. And I went to God, not just to asking him to tell me what to do about the situation I was in, but I went to him and asked him to help me not be afraid. I actually went to the Lord for comfort, you know. And so I see Jesus saying that here, whatever you ask. So sometimes I think, you know, when we're in tight situations, this COVID thing that we're in right now and, you know, and all of these things, and people are scared. And, and there are Christians, if they were to be honest, there are Christians who are scared. And it's okay. I can remember when, um, when David, there's a scripture that says, David said, in times when I am afraid, mm -hmm. I will run to the Lord. And I that's think right. that's the whole point, man, you know, that we're able to run to God. And then, of course, he says, if you shall, if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. And so I think that's a good place, man, for where we are right now today, where, you know, you don't let your emotion, you know, lead you and guide you. You let the spirit of God, you let the word of God. What does God's word say about 
what's happening with me personally, what's happening in the earthquake. Right. So, and, and just to, you know, for sake of transparency, I can, or at least a little bit of transparency, let me say it that way, I can, I can give you a little piece of a, uh, a conversation that I had uh, with one of the members that comes to our Bible study, or I should say participants. Because uh, we don't really have membership in our Bible study, it's just whoever comes to it. Um, but one of the the, the participants, uh, we, we were talking during the Bible study about some of the things that were going on, and I shared with her some of the things that that God says according to His Word. And uh, her response to that was sharing some things with me, you know, from how she felt about things and stuff. So yeah. I had to say, look. Here's 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 the deal. Everything I'm giving you right now comes from scripture. Yes. Everything you're giving me comes from your emotion and your opinion. Wow. Now, as a believer, which one am I obligated to follow? Wow. You know, um how does she take that? Yeah. <laughs> That's a topic for a different day. <laughs> but but you know, it, it's one of those things that, you know, I, I think just coming out of that conversation, uh, or and I share that, the only reason I offer that to you is simply this. As a believer, you're obligated to follow God's word. Yeah. Not the opinions of people. Yes. Not the emotions of people. Yes. And I think when we talked about it this morning, uh, I told you one of the things that I saw was like a leash. Yeah. And the, and <laughs> the leash was uh, uh, it had emotions written on it. Yeah. And people were just being led by that. Yeah, that's good, man. Which is a, uh, it's it's not the, it's not the highest and best that yeah. God has for us. But it's a good picture. That that's that's a really it's it's a I think it's a it's an accurate picture. I mean, you know, to me, part of the part of the bondage that is going on right now is someone will give you information. And almost without fail, the information, well, really, without fail, if you're listening to what the world is saying about what's happening in the world right now, the information is negative. Yeah. And there are those who will tell you, you need to be afraid. Mm -hmm. There are those who will tell you, you need to be angry. Mm -hmm. There are those who will tell you, you need to be angry at specific people. Correct. There are those who will tell you you need to be angry at, you know, uh, specific organizations, so mm -hmm. on and so forth. It just, you know, it just goes on and on. But to me, man, that is such a deep bondage that someone can dictate to me that I need to be afraid, that I need to be angry, that I need to be all these things that the Bible tells me as a Christian we're talking about. Correct. The Bible tells me what thus saith the Lord. I'm going to go all King James on you. What thus saith, <laughs> you know, the Lord. That's what the Bible tells me. Right. And so, I, I, you know, Troy, there's times when I have had this conversation with people who have had issues uh, forgiving people. Right. They've been, they've, they've been hurt pretty badly. And, you know, if it weren't for the fact that they were born again, you know, I would say, well, you have every right to feel like you feel. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can't speak anything to that other than <laughs> to put my hands up and say, but the fact that you, you have chosen to accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you have to now look at that a different way. And so I've told people sure. many times, 
you know, one of the things that the Lord helped me with in in relation to being angry, in relation to being hurt, in relation to un, to being un, you know unforgiving, choose to do it and let your feelings catch up to. There you go. <laughs> choose to do the word and let your feelings catch up to it. That's good. You know. So yeah, you and, know. And I think one the, the thing I love about that statement. Is there? There's not a whole lot of places you're going to find in Scripture. And I got my quotes up when I say that, mm-hmm. where, where where God asks for your approval. Whew. You know, <laughs> my, my, my. He's not asking for your approval. He's not interested in, in, in what I think <laughs> no, about. No, no. <laughs> it, yeah, it kind of turned you off there a little bit. Man. But yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't ask for our pr- approval when it comes to uh, obeying His word. What he asks for is your obedience. Yes. Uh, doesn't necessarily ask you to understand it up front, that's not. but he asks for your obedience. Ask yes. you, he, he's asking you to trust, and that's why I love what you're saying. Is look, forgiveness is a choice, right? It's a choice, and you choose to forgive. And like you said, exactly you right. Let your feelings catch up, and and you know, I, I mean, okay, and we can go from there and quote, "Be angry, but sin not." Be angry, but sin not. So now, even when there is an injustice, mm-hmm. and it is a blatant injustice, correct. No one's telling you you can't feel a certain kind of way about it. But there is one telling you not to sin in it. That's the the thing. You know, no one's telling you you can't feel a certain kind of way about it. But there is one, and his name is Jesus. His name is God. His name is the word of God telling us, but don't sin in it. Don't sin in it. So there's some instruction that he gives us. Uh, 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 I want to say it's in Luke. I want to say it's in chapter six, where he's telling us to forgive, um, turn the other cheek, uh, all this kind of stuff. You know, if somebody, you know, takes your coat from you, give them the shirt to yeah, right. you. Yeah. Know, steal something from you, don't ask for it back. You know, right. that kind of stuff. Yeah. And that goes oh, so much against what the flesh wants. Yeah. The flesh, the flesh wants. Here's something interesting. The flesh wants what 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 belongs to God. Right. The flesh wants vengeance, and he said, right. "That's mine." And he said, "That's his. That's great." Right. So we great we point. want the payback. <laughs> you know, we want we yeah. want to see we want to see somebody get their 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 come up and you know. Yeah. Right. And and when I was going through that, I think I posted this on my Facebook page. I posted the, the whole passage, you know, where he's talking about that forgiving and yes. And, and my thing was at the end of that, I said, "How does anything you see on TV change that?" Wow. Wow. It, nothing you see on TV changes what God says. The answer says. is it doesn't. It doesn't. So, and I and I think um, part of the response, and and this is for the believer, right? Yeah. Yes. The world's going to do what the world does, but part of the response from the, the the body has been a very emotional response. Yes. And that is definitely not uh, uh, the platform from which we're supposed to launch anything. It's from our emotion. You know, Troy, and I'm, I'm going to push in just a little bit deeper, mm-hmm. you know, um, since we're cutting up meat. Let's just go <laughs> ahead and, you know, and, and, and cut the bone out. Yeah. Right? You have heard, uh, and, and I have heard, well, there's enough, you know, there's enough of praying. Now we got to do something. And, you know, what's interesting about that is that's not necessarily unbiblical it's just in the wrong order correct the pray and the do Mm -hmm. you know the way that it was said to me was 
either or. It's not either or. It's both and. I believe so. It's pray and do. Correct. It's really pray to find out what to do. That's beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Because I think that's the part that's missing. That's the part that's missing. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 you know, you can't, as a Christian, we cannot allow ourselves the luxury of feeling hopeless. Correct. We're not hopeless. Never without hope. Never without hope. Mm-hmm. So no matter how bad the situation is, I can remember once again, you know, just coming from a personal perspective, man, having times when I'm saying, God, what do I do? 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 I need you to help me to know what to do. This is this is tough. This is rough. This is bad. And I don't want to mess up. And, you know, and, and guess what God did? He helped me to know what to do. Imagine that. Imagine that. <laughs> I ran to him. Mm-hmm. I didn't run to my intellect. I didn't run to my feelings. I certainly didn't run to the guy or the or the woman on television, you know, who's trying to dictate to me how I need to respond, right. you know, to this situation or what have you. I went to God. And it was amazing that that some of the things that God has told me, and I'm coming right back to like right now, mm-hmm. what's happening right now in our streets, in some of our cities. Some of the things that God has told me to do don't seem to have anything to do with what's actually happening. Right. But I trust him. I have to trust him. If he tells me, don't worry about it, I got it. Then guess what I got to do? I got to leave it at the altar, man. You got to leave it and there, I man. I got to do whatever he's telling me to do. Don't worry about it. Go over there and do this. Yeah. I got this over here. You go do that. But God, but I need to go and... Don't I need to go join my my voice and don't I need to? No, I got that. I got that. Well, it, there's a passage that's very, very familiar to a lot of people. And it sounds like that you have a good, good grasp on it. The Bible says, lean not to your own understanding. That's great. Uh, but but in all your ways to include all. That's everything. In all your ways, you acknowledge him and he will direct your path. He will give you the steps to take. Um, there's most of my life I cannot figure out on my own. I can figure out what to wear in the morning. Yeah. You know, I can figure out, you know, certain things, that, you know, yeah. but most of my life yes. I am not going to be able to figure out on my own. So, so I would have to, you know, back out of my own way, so to speak. Yes. Get out of my own way. Don't, don't, don't put a whole lot of stock into what I understand. Yes. Don't put a whole lot of, especially when it comes to worldly understanding, don't put a whole lot of stock into that. But say, hey, you know what, God? Since I say I belong to you, yeah. let me come to you with everything. Wow. Um, since, I, since that's my confession, I belong to God, let me come to God with everything. And um, but Don't you have to use wisdom? <laughs> you know what? That is an interesting <laughs> thing. I'm glad you said that. So I told you before, I was sitting at home. Wasn't even bothering with God. Just minding, minding my own <laughs> business. <laughs> Just kind of vegging out. And the one thing God spoke to me, he said, uh, wisdom, or he said, fear is masking itself as wisdom. Mm. Wow. Fear is masking itself as wisdom. Yeah. Which Now, this is not in every case. It's not in every case where people are saying they're using wisdom. That's not, I don't believe that's what God was saying. But there are some cases where people say, hey, I'm just using wisdom. Um, and that would keep them from saying that they were afraid. Yes. 
You know, my thing is this, when it comes to all this kind of stuff, Bruce, uh, one thing I, I do believe that we should do a better job of as the body is basically understanding where you are and being who you are, where you are. Sure. Don't try to be something that you're not. Be who you are. That includes that if you're afraid, tell God you're afraid. Tell God you're afraid. But it's not like he doesn't already know. Well, <laughs> tell him you're afraid. And, and then ask him to help me. We have a scriptural reference with that. Help, help my unbelief. Yes. Help my unbelief. And if you are afraid, it's, it's better just to admit that to God. Yes. Just admit it to him and then allow him to help you. And allow him to show you the steps that you need to take. And then that, that involves a lot of trust. That's right. uh, and we have to eventually just say, hey, you know what? Reckless abandon, I'm just going to trust God. You, you know, it's, it's so good, man. You know, I, I've gotten that a lot from people, you know, about using wisdom, you know. And, you know, I've asked the question, you know, the answers were real interesting. Sometimes <laughs> it was crickets. You know, but my question would always be, well, what wisdom are you talking about? Because, see, what I'm finding out is that there's an assumed wisdom. Mm. It's an assumed wisdom. Mm -hmm. So even if you don't want to say, like, you know, come out of 1 Corinthians 1, talking about the difference between the wisdom of God Mm -hmm. and the wisdom of the world, you guys want to go look that up, you can. First Corinthians 1 is where I'm, where I'm kind of referencing. But even if you don't want to go there, what I'm finding out is that a lot of people will use what I call assumed wisdom, which is nothing more than presumption. Correct. Their own presumption. This is what seems right to me. <laughs> and I'm going to call it wisdom because it seems like the you know, and there's a there's a term we used to use a long time ago. I think it was killed and buried somewhere, you know, somewhere in the earth. It's buried pretty deep. It's called common sense. Right. You know, common sense. I think I went to common sense's funeral some years back. But anyway, <laughs> um, you know, the, and, and, and I'm, I'm making light of it a little bit. But the idea that you look at common sense in light of what God says, that's a problem. It is a problem. Nobody's telling us not to use what is, you know, what, what, what comes common, what we would call common sense. Nobody's telling us not to use common sense. Right. When you hit a certain age and you don't have to be that old, you learn not to put your hand on the, on the hot stove. Right. You don't have to burn your hand. You will learn, though, you know, fairly quickly. It's common sense. It becomes what we call common sense. But the idea that you would try to use common sense in place of God's word, that's a problem. Right. That's a problem. We have to go back to the word of God. This is not a dead horse. This horse is alive and well, (laughs) and we need to not beat it. We need to just keep riding it because, you know, it's not beating the dead horse. You know, go back to the word of God. Go back to the word. No, it's alive. The word of God is alive and well, quick and powerful, right? Yep. You know, able to cut asunder, I mean, able to just split out all the junk from all the... You said earlier this morning, talking about facts versus truth. Correct. What allows us to know the difference? The Word of God. And I do think that's a good, really good point. I think in you saying something, um, 
Yeah. There was something that you mentioned there, uh, mm-hmm. which was, you know, be, even beyond the common sense. There's a phrase that you said that the way that seems right. Yes. And there is a passage for that. There is a way that seems right to a man. To a man. But but the end of that leads to his destruction. Man. Right. Wow. And um, yeah, it's so funny because I believe everybody, everybody believes they know what's right to do in these conditions. Everybody thinks they know what's right to do in these conditions. But but how often have we gone to God and said, what do we need to do? Right. This is the point that we're at now where honestly, I, and people can you know disagree with this or not, I think the believer is being backed into a corner. I believe the believer is being backed into a corner and bringing uh, to that valley of decision, like you like to say. Yeah. Uh, and and it's really down to whose report are you going to believe? Are you going to believe what I said about this situation, with what God is saying? Or are you going to believe what the, the talking heads on CNN and Fox and whatever yeah, you man. know news, news outlet that you choose to listen? If you listen to them and you honestly open your heart and listen to what they're saying, yes. you will see what they're saying in most cases is adverse to the word of God. doesn't matter what media outlet it is. Yeah. I know people have their own persuasion. You know, they think this side tells the truth yeah. and this side tells the truth. Right. Well, the, the the truth of the matter is, unless God is in it, it's not 100% truth. And God doesn't run Fox. God doesn't run CNN. Right. God doesn't run NBC. God is not running the media. That's right. And if God is not running the media, then we can be assured that it's not full of truth. That's exactly right. And uh, so where do we go to get the full truth? We have to go back to God. We have to go back to God. We have to. And... Um, I think you 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 um, summarize it well, man. You know, we we if we're going to be Christian, man, I really believe, Troy, that we're in. It's always been this way with God. Let me say this: It's always been this way with God. But when people like myself, us crazy people who think we actually can hear from God, <laughs> will say something that's in his heart. It sounds really different, but I want to say it's always been that way with God, and this is and this is the deal. It's 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 time now than greater than it ever has been that we would make our the Bible talks about our calling and election sure. I'm going to use that loosely to say that we would make sure that we know who we are to Him, who He is to us. And understand the level of commitment that we've made to following him. And and here's what I would say, man, to anyone who hears this and listens to this at any point in time from today. You you know, if you find out that, you know, you need to, you know, buttress your commitment, do it. You find out that you're not as, as sold out to Jesus as you thought you were. That's okay. That's a good thing to find out and realize so that you can say, oh, God. That's right. Because he's still the present help in a time of trouble. Time of trouble. He's still the one that will receive you, you know, because at least you realize, it, you know, so. And I think that's a good place to leave it. <laughs> I think it's a good place to leave it. We just want to encourage you, you know, anyone that's listening to this, follow after God. Follow after him with your whole heart. Don't concern yourself so much with what the world is doing and what the world is saying 
the true picture lies in the heart of God, and that's the image that we have to uh, uh, pattern ourselves after. So uh, this is Troy. This is Bruce. And we are signing off, and we thank you for tuning in to another episode of Under the Fig Tree. Mm-hmm.